Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. No theme song. I still have no theme song, and you know what? I'm probably never going to get one. All right? Deal with that, everybody who needs a theme song. I don't know. I should probably do stuff like that. I should spruce up my website. Did you? No, you know what? Screw that noise. Hear what I said? I said, screw that noise. My wife is complaining about my podcast. She's saying I swear too much, which I do. It's a crutch. You know, it's like uh, someone who's acting and they always have a cigar in their mouths. It's a crutch. You don't need to swear all the time, guys. But I just, I don't know. I like it. I like swearing. And I have a baby. And you can't swear in front of the baby. So this is my time in the Toyota Prius recording studio. I get to swear as much as I want, you know, but now I'll, it's true. Why alienate the audience? You know, there's nuns tuning in all the time. I'm big with the sisters, real big. Who knows? Maybe I am. I could be. That, that is possible. And I'll tell you why, because I grew up in Newfoundland and Newfoundland's an East coast part of Canada. And uh, very religious, as many small towns are, you know. I know the entire province is not a small town, but it technically is. There's, like, the entire population of Newfoundland is, like, 600,000 people, 750 maybe, I don't know. And when and people, when, when you isolate people like that, they start believing the hooey, you know, the, the Jesus, he's skating on the ice up in heaven or whatever picture people have in their heads of Jesus that's a, it's an old Newfoundland joke that uh, Jesus, that the Jesus walked on the water thing was real. It's just the ice was, it was ice. So he really walked on ice. I, I, clearly, I have butchered this particular joke, but it doesn't really matter. That is a terrible, some kind of terrible joke anyway. So where was I? Talking about, yeah, I can't, I, I'm trying, okay, I'll swear less. All right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. I make no promises. Just like I also plan to do three podcasts this week, just for fun. You know, let's throw some more podcasts at people. People are asking for some more podcasts because they're greedy. They need, they need so much. What, what do you, what can I give you? You need my blood? No, I like doing them. And if people want to hear more, and for, you know, I almost said for fuck's sake. Oh, there it is. First swear, first swear word. Me saying I almost swore. And that was really an accident. I really didn't mean to do that. Maybe I do have a problem. You know? I could. I also say, uh, you know, a little too much. And now I've brought that to your attention. If you haven't noticed it already, now you're going to notice it for the rest. It's just when I'm editing the podcast. And I mean, I don't edit the podcast. As you can tell by the lack of quality. On the podcast, if I were editing it, you would, I, you know, you'd think it'd have some kind of semblance of uh, some kind of ma- that it makes sense. Like, listen to that sentence. I, I halfway through, I gave up on it. I just, if I was editing, I'd just take that shit right out. But uh, I'm not going to do that. What I do is I ramble for about 45 minutes, give or take. Sometimes I pause because I'm in my parking garage of my building and uh, people walk by and I feel stupid. So uh, I'll do a pause, but that's about it. Sometimes I pause to look things up, but rarely, mostly because I don't get any service down here in the building. 
or in the parking garage of the building. Okay, now I just realized that this podcast has gotten off to a terrible start. It's a terrible... So what I was going to say is, I was going to try to do three podcasts this week, just to throw out some more, and uh, clearly I shouldn't. I should pace myself, because this one's already off the rails. It's off the rails. But no, fuck it, I'll do... Sorry, swore again. I'm going to do three this week, but I make no promises. I never make promises, because I never keep promises. Sometimes I keep promises, I just, but it's, it's random. I have no, I just, that's part of my problem in life. Can I get real with you people? Can I get real for a second? Okay. As someone drives past me, gawking into the car. I, uh, the bane of my existence is consistency. And promises uh, and and uh, obligations. These are things that don't jive well with my personality. What drives well with my personality is uh, just doing whatever the hell I want and then occasionally complaining that things haven't gone amazing for me all the time. That's pretty much it. You know, it's like right now they've got, and then look, I didn't want to get into this, guys, but, but you forced me to. You, you poked and prodded me long enough. It's just everyone's going to these goddamn festivals here this year. I'm a, for those of you who aren't longtime listeners of the podcast, and if you're not, this particular podcast is not going to convince you to become a regular listener up to this point, I am sure. But the regular listeners, they know I'm a comedian. I am... Uh, a uh, an established comedian here in Toronto, but I tell you what, I'm feeling more and more fringe these days. If I can get real with you people, more fringe, more pushed to the outskirts. And I'm getting older. You know, 39 is not the oldest person in the world. If you're listening to this and you're 60, you're like, go fuck yourself. I swore again. Uh, I get it. Uh, I understand. I'm not old in terms of age, but in terms of being a no-name comic. You know, like I'm doing shows with people literally half my age, and uh, and it's starting to it's starting to be noticeable. It used to be because I'm kind of young looking, even though now I'm getting a bit of the gray hair. But it used to be I could pass for who knows how old that guy is. Is he thirty? Is he thirty two? Is he twenty seven? Now it's like oh he's forty that guy. And then uh, the stuff I'm talking about him up there talking about my my wife and my child. And these, other, and these other guys are talking about, hey, guys, remember the first time you masturbated? You know, because it was like last week. And I talk about that stuff, too. It's just for me, the first time was was many years ago. Actually, I don't do a bit about that the first time. I feel that. You know what? There's good. That's good fodder for comedy right there. The first time you masturbated. Okay, so let's... <laughs> Last podcast, I, I mentioned that I have a new bit about porn, and then um, my wife was saying, I thought you were trying to get past that type of stuff. You are going to go a little more highbrow, and I told her to shut her face. No, but I told her, yeah, you're, you're right, but I'm still going to do that joke. I'm going to do any joke that comes to me that I think is funny, but it is true that if I were paring things down for a CD, let's say, I'd leave out those types of jokes. So I try not to focus on them too much. But here's the thing. 
it's like beer drinking. You know, you when I say I don't want, I'm, I'm going to cut out beer entirely, guaranteed that's the night I'm having three beers. You know, not one or two, three beers, because I said definitely I will not drink any more this week. Because it's just, it gets in your head. You know, so I've been saying, hey, I'm going to try to write material that's a little more, I don't know, not not commercial, but, but let's say I got a late night talk show. Let's say David Letterman comes out of retirement and he says, I got one guy I need on this show, and that is Mark Joseph Bennett. And what am I going to do, guys? I get up there with the first time I masturbated story? Dave doesn't want to hear that. You know, Dave wants to hear something good, something something insightful. You know, like, what's the deal with answering machines? That's an old Jerry Seinfeld bit, in case you don't know. Jerry's coming out with a new Netflix comedy special, as is everyone on the planet except Mark Joseph Bennett. So let's get back to that. Let's go on a smaller scale. You see, I'm in Canada, and in Canada... Now, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Canada, that's the big one, right? It's the one everyone's trying to get into. And um, I'm not going this year, and seemingly every other human who has ever tried comedy for more than one minute is going from Canada, at least from Toronto. Like, it's Jesus Christ, right? It's ridiculous. And now here's the reason I'm, I'm bringing it up. It's not because I'm bitter, and I totally am. I'm totally bitter. But that's not what I'm talking about in this particular instance. It's just this, this age of Facebook. Can I start on the Facebook? The kids today, ladies and gentlemen, the kids today... They're, uh, they're insufferable. Not, you know, not insufferable, but yeah, kinda. It's just the congratulatory posts, not congratulating one another, not congratulating their fellow comedian for doing something, let's say. And I'm sure that this permeates all parts of society, any career, any accomplishment. It's just that I, of course... And more sensitive to the comedy world because that's my business, you know. So all the Facebook, a lot of my Facebook friends are either comedians or connected to comedy. So that's what's on my feed. That's what's on my wall, as the kids talk about the wall. And um, not Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter because I really don't do a lot of that. I uh, I just I don't know. I like drinking beer. It's the opposite. The more I think I should do those social media things, the further I step away from it, you know? And so everyone on the Facebook, they're writing these posts about themselves, talking about how long they've been doing comedy and uh, how they were about to quit and how how hard it is and uh, here's how long I've worked and then, and now I'm going once again, or for the first time, or for the tenth time, to the Just for Laughs Comedy Fest. And then they get 6,000 likes, and you totally deserve it, man. Oh, my God. You guys. And I'm not saying to you, to you people out there who may be comedians and may be going to the festival, I'm not saying that it's not uh, a great accomplishment. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be proud of yourself. 
I'm just wondering why you have to say it to everybody else. Like, if someone was to write, hey, congratulations to you for going, I get that. And then the, and then the ball's rolling, but, like, and, and as I say, I'm sure this is not exclusive to comedians. This is everybody. It's just, hey, I got that job at Sears that I wanted for so long. Yay, yay for me. Yeah. Hooray, today I had seven hot dogs, my all-time record. I don't know what people are bragging about, but that's what it is. All right, everybody, I'm going to say it right now. You're bragging. And when, in my day, in my day, ladies and gentlemen, when you said to someone you're bragging, that person went, who if they weren't a sociopath, they were saying, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't do that. There was a negative connotation to such things. Nowadays, not only is there not a negative connotation to it, people are benefiting from it. So they'll write on their Facebook, hey, guys, check it out. Can you believe I'm going to the festival this year? And yada, yada, yada. And everyone's like, that's amazing. And then they're, they're more active on the social media, and then they get likes and they get clicks, and then they're like... So it's, it seems like the people who do the most amount of bragging are the people who are doing the best. Now, maybe the people who are doing the best have the most to brag about, and since everybody's bragging all the time about every little thing that fucking happens, then, they, then those people who are actually succeeding, they brag the most. But it's just, you know... And I'm not saying it's everybody, guys. It's not everybody, all right? I, I have friends who are doing very well, and they don't yap all the time about, not, not, they don't celebrate themselves. You know, they just, I just, I don't know. And here's, here's the thing, guys, here's the thing, is that one of my big problems with it is, let's say it was an HBO comedy special, or, uh, you know, you got you you got a new sitcom. You know, you got a writing job, let's say, but a job. But these festivals, I don't care what one you're talking about, they are not designed to help a comedian in almost any measurable way. And that might, hey, that might be controversial, but guys, you don't tune into this podcast for some guy who just lays down on the mat. And doesn't fucking bring it. Still swearing. Don't care anymore. I'm worked up. I'm worked up. Sorry, Sarah. That's my wife. Who may or may not listen to this podcast. Here, here's what happened with the swearing. She took a break from listening to the podcast. Because she had to raise a baby. Or some shit. And so now she's trying to catch up. On the podcast. And so she's listening to them kind of rapid fire. And she's like, you're swearing a lot. You're swearing a lot. And who knows, maybe it was because I knew she was no longer listening at the time, being busy, you know, with life and, and raising my child. But uh, maybe maybe that's it, you know, when the cat's away. Because I was, I, was, I was thinking, like, is it, am I, am I only not swearing constantly because of my wife? Like, if she was to divorce me, would, would I swear in every sentence? The answer is yes. No. 
It's not that. It's not that. It's just you get into a habit. You know, I get into this podcast. I'm ranting in the car. I start swearing. Sometimes swearing makes me laugh, even if it's me that's swearing. I like it. it and it's a crutch. All right? Like the mobster movies where everyone's got a cigar in their mouth. Hey, how you doing? It's a crutch. What was I talking about? Right. See, these festivals, I mean, they pay people sometimes nothing. And if anything, very little. And uh, if they pay big name acts, of course. You know, they're, bring, they're not bringing in Jim Gaffigan for free. They're bringing, he's, he's getting a lot of money. But all these guys that I'm talking about in Canada who go and they get their Facebook post about how amazing everything is and how grateful they are. And go ahead and be grateful. All right? Don't be a bitter, cynical son of a bitch like myself. But you, but be grateful to yourself. You know? You just... what? Who are you advertising to? I, like, I, I suppose you could be under the guise, hey, people are going to go... People can go buy tickets to my show. Yeah, but it, these shows are all sold out in Montreal, and uh, most of the people who are making these posts don't live in Montreal. It's not about selling tickets. It is legitimately about, my back needs some patent, and I think I'm going to do it myself. That's just me. That's just what I'm thinking. Uh, and I don't know, maybe sometimes the, the kids, or maybe they're not kids, the old men, the old ladies... Whoever is writing these posts, maybe they get so overwhelmed with emotion, they need to express it, and they feel that Facebook is a good way to do that. And I'm here to tell you it's not, okay? It's not a good way to express yourself. Just, uh, you know, I, the original concept of Facebook, you know, just connecting with, uh, is the, I don't know if this is the original concept, I guess, the... What they were pretending was the concept when it was released to the public is, you know, keeping track of everybody and connect, reconnecting with friends. And But it, it wasn't a, a forum to just yammer me. Oh, my God, me, everybody, me. And I, it, it, it's very tiresome. The two things I can't stand on Facebook is all the Trump shit and um, the me, 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 Brian Regan. Mentioned it before on the podcast. Got this great bit about the me monster. You know, people at parties who just can't stop talking about themselves. Oh, me, me, me. But it's not parties anymore. Now it's like, it's like cyberbullying. It's like bullying. So bullying in school, they say the reason it's so much worse now is that bullying in school, it used to just stop. A guy would give you a wedgie, you know, and then you go home and you pick the underwear out of your arse. And then that's it. You, you regroup and you go back the next day. And this time you're wearing steel underwear Try to pull that up, Raymond Drogan. Just try. But now, now, like, the bullying, like, it doesn't stop. You go, you go to school, and then you come home, and then people are on the Facebook and Instagram, and, and they're just, they're tweeting and writing you all day. And I get that now. I, I understand that how it would be so difficult for the kid, because I don't even participate in in a lot of the social media, and I feel like I can't get away from people who won't shut up about themselves. So I can't imagine how bad that would be if you're a kid and you're, you're trying to get away from a bunch of assholes. So anyway, what I'm saying is these festivals, 
All right. They're 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 in it for themselves and the profit. And that's fine. That's how that's how business works. That's fine with me. And then of course it's a benefit to the comedians at or so they think. And they'll like they'll get exposure and you know, you'll get to go with your peer group and maybe you'll get tours out of it and things like that. And sure, good things good things can happen, but usually, like everything in life, the festivals are really only concerned with the celebrities they're bringing in and everybody else's filler. And I'm speaking, of course, from experience. I've been to some of these things. And uh, you just, you, you are, you're nothing. And that's fine. You know, it's... That's how that's how this shit works. But that's my problem with it is that everybody's going insane. And then I got so I get to make my appearance at this festival. It's just, yeah, dude, that's a fucking that's so what? Like it doesn't like it. It doesn't mean a lot. You know, I know what I sound like. I sound like old bitter, bitter old asshole. I'm just trying to talk some sense into the world from the safety of my Toyota Prius. And would I go to the festival? You're goddamn right I would. You're goddamn right. When I went the first time, I got an agent and a manager, and I went down to Los Angeles, California, and auditioned for all these sitcoms. I almost swore again. All these uh, sitcoms, and then it looked like, hey, that, like, that's, that's what I imagined was supposed to happen, right? You're supposed to go down, uh, you're supposed to start comedy, People think you're good. You get to go to Just for Last Festival. This is the Canadian fame track that uh, that I saw when I was young, and it wasn't totally off. It kind it was a little bit like that. You go to Just for Laughs. You um, you do your few minutes. Some people see you. You get agents and managers, and then you get to to play in the big time down in Los Angeles. And all that did happen for me. It's just that you know when I went down to Los Angeles, I auditioned for a thousand things like everybody else, and you know I did a few bit of comedy here and there. Three years of a visa later, and you're like, well, I guess uh, I'll go back home and uh, a place where I can work more as a comedian. And see, and that's my point, everybody, is that it's. It's when getting these little things, they're not work. It's just, it's a thing, you know, it's a bit like, like a, a, I imagine at a company, they say with capitalism, with companies, what you want to do is give people little rewards, just enough of a reward to keep them going. So that the little promotion here, a title change there, a bump in salary here. And they do, of course, most companies, the absolute bare minimum. And just to keep that, just the, the cheese just out of reach of the mouse, just so he keeps running on that fucking wheel. And I'm not saying the comedy business is that organized. It's not. They're not that concerned that you stay in the business. They don't give a shit about you. They only care about, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld and Louis C.K. and Bill Burr. They don't give a flying fuck about me. Unless I was to get popular. Then, oh, oh, you can't get the lipstick off your ass. Your asshole is covered in Chanel. I don't know any lipstick brands. I imagine Chanel. Maybelline. Maybelline. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she kissed his arse. Maybelline. And uh, is that the one Adriana Lima did? That hot Brazilian chick? I don't know. Who cares? Who gives a shit? I'm off. I'm off track. Let's get 
Let's get back on it. What I'm saying is that it's not it's not that the comedy business is throwing you a bone here and there to try to keep you around like like they would in if you worked for, you know, the gap. What but what it's the same thing. It's the same little bonus that makes you go, hey, things are really cooking here when they're not cooking. And that's, that's all I'm saying. It's just, just be aware. Be happy with yourself. Be proud of yourself. Go have a good time. Go drink some beers, hobnob with, you know, Eddie Izzard or, or Tommy Tiernan or all the international comics that are coming by. Maybe, maybe you'll see Billy Connolly. Is he still alive? I think so. He's one of the great all-time comedians. And I'm not in any way disparaging him. I just, I'm just not sure if he's alive. There's just a lot of people die every year, and I don't watch the news, okay? As you can tell from the podcast. So go, have fun, do these things, but remember it's not the work. The work is, I'll I'll tell you what the fucking work is, everybody. I just got offered a gig for $375, and... If you don't know anything about comedy, you'd be like, hey, so wait, you're just going to go outside of your apartment? It's in Toronto, it's close to you, and you're going to get $375? What's, what's there to complain about? Because they want me by myself at a sailing club to do a pile of clean material, and they were thinking 90 minutes. And the guy who was booking the show was like, what? You're lucky anyone's going at all for $375? No way, no way is 90 minutes. So I'm assuming the guy who's booking is going to try to get me to do 30 minutes. But, like, it is... What I'm telling you is, get a paper route. $375 for the kick in the nuts that that's going to be, you can't even imagine. Go back and listen to my second or third podcast. I can't remember what it was, where I did a Christmas gig by myself for a bunch of fucking Christians. Like, and then you'll hear, you'll hear what it's like to do these. And I'm going to, I'll record a podcast after that. It'll be exactly the same. It's going to be another shit show. And that's the work. Do you hear that? Well, get another job, Benny. Oh, man. this is <laughs> No, but I mean, that's not the only work. Of course, you get to do fun shows, too. But, but that's the thing. So you string together as many shows as you can. Now, they should never be $375. I agreed to do it before. It's a mistake. You never do this. Never say I'm open. He did tell me the money up front, to be fair. But when I heard 375, I thought he meant it was a three-person show. I'll do the sweet spot in the middle at like 15, 20 minutes. I'll be with a couple other comics. It's in Toronto. It'll be a nice night out. And then he tells me, no, it's just you, and it's a corporate show, and they want a full show. Like, I told him, well, if this falls through, that'll be good because I don't really want to do it now. But I don't. I don't work all the time with this guy, so I don't feel like canceling at the moment. I'm pretty sure I'm going to tell him I'm busy. If he listens to the podcast, which he doesn't, but if he did, he will know right now that I'm going to lie in the future to him about how I'm booked on that date, and I will not be able to do that gig. But that's the work. The work that I am now turning down as I chastise the people going to arguably the best festival in comedy's history. I know what I sound like, okay? I get it. But there's a point in here somewhere that I am kicking at. You gotta kick at the darkness till it bleeds daylight. Right? Bruce Cockburn? That was his name. There was a guy who, that the lyrics from that song is, uh, 
a guy, a Canadian artist named Bruce Colburn. Call himself Colburn. C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N. Colburn. No, my friend. No, Bruce. Your name is Cockburn. And uh, if you're going to call yourself Colburn and become a recording artist, spell it differently. What? What are you thinking, dude? Don't go with Cockburn and then say, and when everybody starts going, hey, next up we got Bruce Cockburn, don't go, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. You're mispronouncing that. The C-O, you see, C-K is an, is an L sound in Canada. Colburn. No, it's Cockburn. And that doesn't even sound like that bad of a name. Cockburn. There's probably someone who got a lot of sex in his day. Hey, who's who's uh who's that guy? Oh, he's one of the Cockburns. Can't keep the women away from him. His cock's burnt up. Yep, that's what happens. Try not to swear. Start swearing more. And uh So the thing is these festivals, guys, they're just I don't know. I feel like that the fault is not with the, the people who are excited about going. It's nice to see enthusiasm. A little weird to see enthusiasm for themselves boasted about, but I get the notion of feeling uh, really good about yourself for doing something like that, but I feel like that these festivals are really taking advantage, especially of the no-name acts here in Canada. They're just... Blown, they just, they, they're treating it like they're doing these kids a huge favor. And really, the kids are doing them a favor. A lot of them are providing really quality material for very little benefit to themselves. And then once they're used up, once they bring them on once or twice, they never look at them again. And so, like, these guys, some of them are thinking, oh, I got to Just for Last Festival. I've only been doing comedy a few years, and now I get to finally, now I get to go. My career's going to take off. It's like, no, they're going to they're gonna send you once, and then they're going to be like, yeah, that was fine. Now, uh, now let's move on. We'll bring the new people in. And then, you know, it's, I don't know. I just don't like the way it seems like everybody's buying into what these large corporations, the corporations, everyone, oh my God, they're at it again. These corporations in their corporation towers doing corporation-y things. But that's it. Like, they're, they're a giant company, and they're just, they're using the little guy. And everybody is, like, kissing their boots for the privilege. You know, like, like some kind of king dance for me, Jester. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, let me let me lick the sole of your boot, and that. Uh, let me tell you something. That's how they treat you. When you're there, if you are not like they are aghast, if you are not completely up their hole with compliments and and gratefulness, like as if you didn't get there on merit. You're there because you wrote good jokes and, and you, you're a good performer. And, and when you get up there for your 10 minutes, the audience laughs. You deserve to be there. You deserve to be in front of an audience. If, you're gonna, if you can make them laugh for 10 minutes and, and your set's 10 minutes. Don't make them laugh for 10 minutes if your set's 40 minutes. That, then maybe you don't deserve it. So when they treat it like, oh, yeah, so... Aren't you super pleased to be here? 
yeah, except that uh, you gave me one hotel room and I'm here for three nights and you gave for one night and uh, I'm also also with another comic in that hotel room and um, you don't pay me for my shows and, uh, you know, anyway. Anyway, guys, don't get me wrong. I'm going next year if they're letting me go. They're not going to let me go if anyone listens to this podcast. Nobody likes that. It's like if you bitch about the Oscars and they blackball you for like a thousand years and then finally get a Lifetime Achievement Award at the very end of it because, you know, you know, like Tarantino. Like, they're giving him some awards now, but like, fuck's sakes. I mean, this guy. Guys, do, you, do I have to tell you about Quentin Tarantino and how good he is? I hope I don't. But he's good. For those of you who have never watched a Tarantino movie or don't know who he is, He's very good. He is arguably the best filmmaker in uh, the United States, you know, for the last 20 years. And he received dick all from the Oscars for many, many years with many, many movies. And I'm sure, and I should Google this and look it up, but as far as I know, they've given him very few nominations for uh, uh, Best Director uh, or uh, Movie of, of the Year. What is that? Best Picture? You know? But but he, he deserves those things. But they will, let me tell you, as he gets older, and so they're going to be handing these awards, Lifetime Achievement, whatever. And you know what? He'll be gracious about it. Just like I'll be gracious about it when I get a Lifetime Comedy, comedy Achievement. We don't have any shit like that. Comedians are not afforded any respect at any point in their lives. They just, it just doesn't happen. And, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we're not those types of people. It's okay never to give the comics any respect because that's who we are. We know you're not going to give us respect. We're cynical. We, we, we understand how the world works. You're going to, Tell George Clooney's the most talented genius of all time, but you're going to look at, uh, let's say, Jim Carrey, who I occasionally, who I, I didn't say that many nice things about the last time I talked about him on the podcast uh, because he's doing producing that awful, awful TV show. Didn't I call that, everybody? How shitty that show was going to be before it even came out? Don't even remember the name of it now. But uh, if it's not canceled, it's going to be. I watched half an episode, and I just I vomited in my mouth a few times, so I stopped watching it. Anyway, Jim, sorry. I know he's an avid listener of the podcast, and here I was just about to say something nice about you, and then I, I dove into this thing. But what I was saying is they'd never say anything to Jim Carrey about him being this clony genius you know, even though he did really well in a lot of movies or, or like the comedians, the, the, the people who write write and perform comedy like that shit's hard you know you can you can take a really good comedian and turn him into uh a great dramatic actor look at robin williams for christ's sake you know and there's there's many examples of these types of people and but you can very rarely take the a dramatic actor and make him excellent at comedy it's especially something like stand-up and so, but dude, do you pat all the comedians on the back? No, you don't. Maybe that's why. Hey, did I just figure it out? That's why everybody's congratulating themselves on Facebook because they know 
that they don't, like Rodney Dangerfield prophetically said in the 70s and throughout the 80s, we don't get any respect. So maybe that's it. Guys, let me apologize to every comedian who has just got a sore back from all the patent. You guys, maybe you're, maybe you're right and I'm wrong. See, this is why we do the podcast, everybody. This is why we do it. For me to work through these issues. Maybe I've got it all ass backwards. And maybe that's why I'm not at these festivals. These people are, they're like, me, I'm doing great. Just wanted you guys to know. I know you're not going to say it. No one's ever going to write a nice thing about me. So do you know what? I work really hard. I'm super funny. I'm really happy that I got to do this thing. And uh, people are like, yeah, good for you. You know, but they're not going to get, no one else is going to do it for you. My God in heaven. No, I'm still of the opinion that you shouldn't brag about yourself all the time. That's just me. I'm humble. I grew up a nice Catholic boy in in a small town in Newfoundland who was who was blossomed into a gorgeous atheist who just can't stop complaining. He just can't stop complaining, ladies and gentlemen. That's why he does these podcasts. And let me tell you. Oh, my God, I'm going to bring this up. Speaking of complaining, on my last podcast, I said some shit about country being like my brother turning me around on it a little bit, you know. And then um, a listener of the podcast, uh, he's uh, Red Flannel Radio is his podcast, and you should check that out. Go on SoundCloud and uh, check out Red Flannel Radio. He wrote a comment about how he doesn't really like country either, especially this bro country. And I had to look that shit up. I'm like, what the, what's bro country? And uh, it is just this form of country where, like a bastardized version of sort of electronic hip-hop, electric guitar music, and country, and they sort of rap. They sort of do like a country rap in the song, and they often have the same themes, which are girls and trucks and beer. I kid you not... And this is a popular genre since 2013, a subgenre of country music. And I had no idea. I, I knew I knew it intuitively, guys. But I didn't know about it, you know, you know, uh, uh, in, intelligently until I read these things. And so Blake Shelton is one of these guys. He's written some of these songs. And I'm going to read you the chorus of Boys Round Here from Blake Shelton. Here we go. Yeah, the boys round here drinking that ice-cold beer, talking about girls, talking about trucks, running them red dirt roads out, kicking up dust. Okay, next part. The boys round here sending a prayer up to the man upstairs, backwards, backwoods legit, take no shit, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, spit. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, the boys around here drinking that ice cold beer. Like that, honest to God, it sounds like if Weird Al wrote a country song but did a terrible job, which he would not do because Weird Al is freaking funny. If Weird Al wrote a terrible country song, then that would be it. But no one's laughing. That was a huge hit. It was a gigantic hit. And country music artists, the real ones, 
You know, like uh, like that that uh, Zach Zach kid. Who's that? Somebody Zach Zach Efron. There's some Zach fellow who plays. He's got a big beard. I like him, and he's a bit of a throwback because he he writes actual country music, and like guys like Willie Nelson and Travis Tritt. They all came out and they were like, no, this this bro stuff has got to go because it has no soul. It has no anything, you know, and it's and it's you know what else it is misogynistic. Everybody. That's right. I'm standing up for the feminists, the feminist cause. You can't you can't be calling girl like just they're nothing in the song. Like bro country is bro country talking about trucks, talking about girls. And just drinking beers and just, and girl, girls are objects. They're possessions. They're what, guys, you know, look, I don't want to, I don't want to get up on a soapbox, but everyone, I said it on my last podcast, everyone should be treated equally. Everyone, including women. Everyone should be treated like a white man. Equally good. Because you don't, you don't want the equally bad. But I just had to throw that in. Just bro country? Are you kidding? So I take back what I said about trying to understand the other people's perspective and come to some kind of common ground. Sometimes things just aren't good enough. You know, sometimes it's not good enough to be okay with certain shit. And it is not okay to be okay with bro country. We must... You go, you go ahead and you like Zach Brown. Ha ha. Oh, I thought of it with my own noodle. You go ahead and like the Zach Brown band. You go ahead and listen to country music if you want. But please hold yourself to a higher standard. Don't just, you know, like hip hop, which should be held. Go listen to good hip hop. Don't listen to Drake. When you're listening to country, don't just don't just go for the guys just selling out, singing about literal products. They're they have product placement in their songs. Like I mean, they're selling out, and then there's literally selling out. You're, they're getting paid money to say things like Yeti coolers and and Budweiser beer in their fucking songs. So I'm gonna backpedal a little bit. And now I'm not saying you should, if somebody likes bro country, like my bro, I'm not saying you should scream in their face. Maybe, maybe just try, try, to, try to have a conversation about it. But eventually, eventually, they've got to know it's not okay to listen to this shit. All right? I'm not saying don't listen to country. Go ahead and listen to whatever you want to. But don't, don't listen to that shit. You know, like those, you know what, those people are laughing at you. Blake Shelton is laughing literally all the way to the bank. Some, he got criticism, of course, from a bunch of uh, older country guys. And he said, I don't care what a bunch of old farts say. And that was when I went, oh, dude. He later apologized, apparently, for saying that. Too fucking late, buddy. We see your colors. I should have figured as much. I didn't know much about him, but he's on that voice show. You get you should figure he's doing whatever he's doing just for money. Yeah, without a without a shred of artistic integrity. You know? Not like me. Sitting in a Prius 
screaming about how other people got invited to festivals like a spoiled child. That's integrity, ladies and gentlemen, right there. And that's going to be it for the podcast. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to end it right there, and uh, I'll try to do another one. No promises. I don't make promises because I used to make them and not keep them. So now I just don't make them. And uh, I'm going to pick up a, a famous comedian friend of mine. I'm not going to name her. And because um, then you'll then you'll say, well, why don't you put her on the podcast? We don't care about you. You're not a celebrity. I know your game out there. You don't get it. I'm sorry. And then I uh, and I drive her home from the airport. We're going to hang out a little bit. And then guess where she goes, everybody? To the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival for like the 13th time, something like that. Whatever. Guys, I don't need it. I don't need that shit. I'm complete. I'm a whole person. My heart is full, okay? My heart is full with this podcast. That's all I need, guys. The 13 of you out there who are listening, this is it. you complete me. So I'll uh, check in with you again soon. Take care. I said shut up and good night.